You're listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by thetaste.ie. Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. Good evening and thanks for joining me here on this week's Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and on tonight's programme, you will find me in a gym. Don't fall down with shock, please. I was there to meet young entrepreneur Owen Sheehan to talk about his business, Country Munch, and how a collaboration with the gym got the business off the ground. And later in the programme, Jer Mullally, chairperson of Saver Kilkenny, has details about this year's festival, which starts on Friday and runs until next Monday, the 29th of October. But before we hear from Owen, a quick reminder of how to get in touch with me at the best possible taste. The email is s.noonan at live.ie or you can tweet me at Queen of Org as in Queen of Organisation. So a few weeks ago, I found myself in a gym on the Bally Simon Road in Limerick City. I was there to meet Owen Sheehan, a very young entrepreneur, to find out about his business, Country Munch. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Owen, it's not very often you'll find me in a gym. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm delighted to be here at Fit 100 today because you kind of have a bit of a collaboration yes, going on yeah, with the yeah. gym. Tell us about your business. What's it called and what do you do? So uh, Country Munch is my business. We are based here in Bally Simon. So like you said, we kind of have a partnership with Fit 100. Uh, our production kitchen is based downstairs and then the gym is upstairs. So we would do healthy meals, dinners, lunches, breakfast options, um, kind of ready-to-eat meals, and we source or store them in the gym, and we have a collection point here as well, so people anywhere around Limerick call in, and they get their dinners or lunches picked up and ready for them uh, to eat on the go. It's a very new business, and you're yes, very yeah. young yourself. You don't mind me saying that you're 22 years no, of age. No, it's fine, absolutely, yeah. And you aren't long out of university, but your university degree, what's it in? It's nothing to do it with what in, your business uh, is in. Yeah, I graduated in chemical and biochemical engineering uh, last August. Okay, <laughs> so just a few months just ago. Just a few months ago, yeah, yeah. And the business has been going how long? Uh, over a year. Over a year. Yeah. So you were doing your final exams and yes, you were running yeah, the business. Yeah, yeah. That's very impressive. Thank you very much. It was yeah, a bit of a, a stretch now, but yeah, I suppose the business started when I was in the second year. I suppose the, the concept started. Uh, I was always into health and fitness and nutrition, and cooking would have been a big thing for my social media and all that kind of all those that side of things. That was something that I was really passionate about, and I would post a lot about it. And then people would text me and say, "Will you cook my dinners for me? I, I don't have time." And at first, I said, "Absolutely not. You know, cook them yourself. I don't have time." And then more and more people started to ask, so I kind of said, look, there, there could be something here. So I did a few, and it was like just from, from home, my own home kitchen, dancing around man with a few pots and pans and uh, delivering meals. So that's kind of the, the seed was set there. I was in the second year. Uh, I did it for another few months when I went into third year, and I, got, I kind of got to a stage where I, really, I had to kind of take a step back and say, you know, I, could, I could really make a push for this. So we had the chat at home. I said to Mam Dad, I said, look, I'm, I, I, I didn't enjoy college to the extent that I enjoyed doing country munch stuff. I mean, I, I, I always had good, good grades and I was never a bad student. I would just put it down that I was, I was able to study. I didn't like the course, but... So you weren't passionate about chemical and biochemical no, no, engineering, but no. you were passionate about the food side of Very things and health so, and yeah, fitness. Yeah. And you grew up on a farm? Grew up on a farm, a small farm on Palace Kenry, yeah. yeah. So I've, I've always been around this, this kind of food. 
And is it a turkey farm or what sort of farm It's not, it? no, it's it's a beef farm. A beef farm, but I, I introduced turkeys in... I did it once when I was very young. I suppose that was kind of a, a pre-entrepreneurial phase. When I was about 12 or 13, I said to Dad, can we get turkeys? And uh, so we got uh, maybe seven or eight, and we reared them, and we sold them off Christmas. Within two years ago, uh, I said it again. I goes, if we'll do it, but let's do it properly this time. So I bought, tw- I actually, I didn't even tell him I bought 25 and I came home with him. I was like, oh, surprise, we <laughs> I have 25 turkeys here because we would have chickens and ducks anyway. So we had, we had a place for him. It was, it was already pre-taught in my head. Uh, so that's what I did. And it was more so um, an experiment for me to see if I could sell them all through social media because that the business was based on social media. So I said, look, if I can get these turkeys and what I did was kind of give them all their own personalities and personas and make stories and kind of showed that through social media and people really, people loved them. It was funny, it was creative and uh, I sold, I had, I had them all pre-sold and pre-booked by November. Uh, so they're on, they're at home again this year now in the same same story. They're, they're, they're How many have fast. you got this year? 25 again. You've yeah. 25 this yeah. year and is it Instagram would be your social Instagram would be, would be the main. Yeah, I, I would always have, have juggled on Instagram, Snapchat and Facebook but most of my time would go into, uh, into, into Instagram. That's where I get the best interaction anyway, definitely, I find. And you do the videos with them. Do you do it every day or every couple as of As much as I can. I, I should be doing it every day. Now, life is pretty busy at the moment but... I would try and oh like they, I would let them out and, and put them in at night. If 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 it's not me, it's dad or mum. But uh, yeah, as much as I can, I get down and see how the girls the girls are getting on. The girls are getting on. Yes, I've heard you calling <laughs> them the girls on on Instagram, and they're bronze turkeys. Bronze turkeys, yeah. So they're very good quality. Double-breasted. Yeah, yeah, they're absolutely yeah. Last year we had white. Uh, no, the meat was fantastic, and I think anyone that was the feedback. Everyone who bought one texted and said. That was by far the best. The best. Well, I, I presume it was the first time they ever had a free range turkey, and like there is no comparison between a free range one and uh, a store bought one. And on Christmas Day, would you feel any pressure or stress there, sitting down to your own Christmas dinner, thinking about the twenty five people that bought Not the turkeys off you? There is there is a bit of stress in this. Was the days leading up to it? Now I would have all the deliveries done on the days prior, so maybe two days before Christmas, I'll deliver it, and then they can keep it frozen. But uh, yeah, there's a busy few days up to Christmas now making sure, like the weight is the biggest thing. Uh, when I first did it, I had promised, or I, everyone had uh, pre-booked, but I just never occurred to me about the weight. So I had been feeding these for months, so they were monsters. So the job was done and they were all ready to go and they were all, I mean, I had, I had told people they would be, you know, 16, 17, 18 pound. They ended up being 22, 23, 24, 25 pound birds. So I had to make a call and say, look, the bird is here, it's ready, it's perfect, but it's about six pounds bigger than what you expected. And like most people would find, it's just, it's just, can you cook it? Is your oven big enough? Absolutely, yeah. So there were a few people, right, it was tight. No, it was all fine and we did a few swaps here and there, but it is something I'm much more attuned this year now that we won't, we won't let it happen again. And if they're happy to be eating uh, turkey stroganoff, turkey curry, <laughs> exactly, turkey yeah. salad. One person, yeah, turkey. there was turkey sandwiches for two weeks after, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but sure, look, it's, yeah, all, it's good and yeah, it's, it's nutritious food and that's really what you're all about. That's the main thing, yeah. Tell us about some of the items that are on the menu if, if people are coming in yeah. to buy your the food that you make. So the brand, or the ethos would be simple, healthy, wholesome food. That's kind of... The reason I started was... Being so involved in health and fitness and nutrition, you are kind of bombarded with 
every sort of fad diet there is um, you know and even kind of growing up I was I, I went through all of these fad diets so it was kind of the realisation that bringing stuff back to the basics is the main thing my grandmother would have, would have been a big inspiration she lived to be 93 years of age never never counted calories or never you know worried about carbs or anything like that she's ate good wholesome dinners from her garden so our food would replicate that we have stuff like chili con carnes shepherd's pies coming into autumn now we're going to have uh, more stews soups kind of uh, wholesome food hearty food dinners is the main thing not just meals with a protein source a carb source and a fat source it's wholesome dinners that, that uh, actually taste good but are cooked with I suppose with a, a health conscious mind and did you tell me that you struggled with your weight as yeah, a child yeah as, as a, a child yes yeah yeah, that would have been a big part uh, I was always overweight I was, I was, I was just that kid uh, but I was good at sports so that's I think it was masked by that I was always very good at rugby just because I was the oversized uh, kid but I suppose when you get to an age when everyone else gets their growth spurt and you don't you kind of learn fast then uh, but that that would have been how I got into health and fitness uh, I lost a lot of weight when I was 16, 17 uh, I would have lost about 25 kilos uh, when I was 18 just first year in college and that's kind of when I went through my big health and fitness craze uh, which taught me about nutrition and I suppose in that I was self-taught and everything and that taught me how to cook and the more I kind of was active online the more I saw that people were much more interested in the food and even myself was much rather than the, the gym stuff because there's a lot of that out there but there aren't many people who were doing the food stuff at the time so that's the, the path that I, that I was most interested in So where did you source recipes and ideas for the dishes that you made whenever you were 18 and you started to say like I want to get get what I yeah, eat under yeah, control yeah, yeah. and I want to take control of it um, Social media would have been my big inf- like YouTube I would have just watched hours and hours of the likes of Jamie Oliver would have been a huge influence uh, Don Skeen, uh, Gordon Ramsay, I love Gennaro. Uh, so all those people. I mean, like we live in a world now where every recipe under the sun is at a click of a button. So you know, I am self-taught, and it's just from it's just years of just binge watching these things. And always, if there was ever a TV on, it, w- it would be a cooking a cooking show. So uh, that, and then cookery books like the Ballymaloe cookery book. That's at home. That's a staple for me. I would, I would always go through that. And uh, so it's trial and error is a big thing. You would try something that doesn't work, you see what's wrong, you do it again. Like that alone will develop your palate. And then I suppose I've been lucky to work with some chefs now who've seriously helped me on as well. So it's, it's, it, but that it would have been having that interest to go out and then source the information myself. And what's your personal favourite dish to cook? What do, you, what do you enjoy most eating and cooking for yourself? Uh, my favourite food to cook. It was all I loved the chili con carne. I used to love that. I would like spice anyway, and that was probably the first meal I ever made to be salt. And it's still on the menu right now. It's just one of my personal favourites. Um, I must tell you a quick story about chili con yeah, carne because it would be one of my favourite foods <laughs> as well. So my now husband, who was my then boyfriend, it probably was the first thing I cooked for him. And whenever I cleared the plates away, the the kidney beans were yeah. all lined up. Yeah, yeah. So I said, oh, you obviously don't like kidney beans. And he said, I had a lot of chili con carne back in the student days. <laughs> kind of, you know, not really a huge fan of it now. That's, That's why it's such an a, easy dish to make. Bit yeah, of an aside, yeah. yeah, and I do really love it. And you've travelled a lot as well is is that something that has inspired your cooking and using different ingredients Absolutely, and spices yeah, yeah. so I, that was probably one of, the, one of the best things about college was I got to do 8 months work experience uh, and I chose international so I got it in uh, Malta so I was working in a pharmaceutical company in Malta 
but every second that wasn't in the, that building was spent on the streets in restaurants uh, just kind of soaking in the food culture Malta was amazing it's, it's a melting pot of so many cultures from Italian Africans uh, Sicily and you can there's the, like the Middle Eastern kind of vibes as well so I spent seven months in Malta uh, I did a lot of food blogging that's kind of where I started uh, YouTube seriously just because to be honest I was skint broke uh, I had no money and I, I needed to go out and eat so I would contact restaurants and I would say I'll come I'll make a video I'll, I'll jazz it up and uh, give it to you for your social your social media so you can use it for that and everyone said yes I mean like one meal was nothing to them for, for to get some free promotion so I would do that every weekend like four or five restaurants I would contact them say can I come in take a video uh, they give me the free meal and I'd, I'd edit and I loved I loved yeah, videography anyway and you know video work that was that was another kind of side career of mine so uh, I used that for seven months and I carried that on then to Sicily Italy Greece Bulgaria Dubai and London exactly and just I would go to TripAdvisor find the emails of the restaurants and just reach out to them uh, but it was out of out of uh, necessity. <laughs> so you have been very entrepreneurial and especially in your use of social media because you do some podcasting as well yes, now yeah, and yeah. that's been a great marketing and sales tool for the business. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I think like, the biggest thing with a bra- what I what I would always try to do is just get my personality across. I mean like that's if people can understand what you want out of your company and you know if you're actually passionate about it and, and what your your vision is it's much more it's much more easy it sounds about to sell it but you know it's much more believable it's not just this company that that cooks food it's Owen Sheehan who works there if you come in you'll meet me everyone I everyone I meet or everyone I see who buys a meal I ask them how it was and what did they like about it what not so it's a very it gives a very personal touch I think for a brand that's that's super important and what topics have you discussed on your podcast the podcast would range from so it's it's self improvement would be the 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 emphasis we would put myself and Colum, uh, Colum Moore would be the owner of the gym here, so we go from things like nutrition to um, the importance of relationships and first impressions in not not in a relationship wise but in business and you know in interview stages something like that uh, to you know joining a gym what's the best diets. And we've we've we don't solely uh, stick with gym or nutrition. We kind of try and broaden it out to, you know, anything anything from mental health, from business, from entrepreneur. We did one great one on stress, uh, just because me and Colin were under severe stress for like two, a two week period, and we just sat down and recorded a podcast. It was very very raw. Two of us were nearly emotional, saying, "Oh, like this has happened this week." Like what should we do or what are we not doing that's making us so stressful so it was a really 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 good one uh, probably the one that was most unedited and raw it was just two of us being brutally honest and of course your diet can have a big impact on how you're feeling Hugely. and your mood as well Absolutely, yeah. so you're tying all of those things together yes yeah yeah well, yeah. well, I mean, it's an amazing business. You're so young. I'm, I'm full of admiration for you, <laughs> and I'm you sure you're a huge inspiration to lots of other young people. So before we finish up, tell us what's on the menu now tomorrow. The menu's changing soon. Yeah, autumn is coming, so we're going to be adding in some, uh, some, I suppose, some different flavors and dishes. Uh, I have an amazing chef downstairs, and uh, he's from Morocco. Tons of tons of experience. So uh, Moroccan lamb stew, so an Irish stew, some new soups. So I'd like to bring in a red pepper and tomato, uh, maybe a squash as well. 
uh, and more just kind of hearty dinners. The weather is turning out. I think there's a storm brewing this weekend, so a good hearty dinner would, would be, uh, I think, well on the cards for the weekend ahead of us. Sounds perfect. Owen, congratulations again Thank on a wonderful business. It. And thanks for talking to me about it today. My pleasure. So if anyone wants to find out more about Country Munch, you can find us on our website, www.countrymunch.com. Or you can find me on uh, Instagram at Owen Sheehan or Country Munch at Country Munch. So please do uh, drop us a message and say hello. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by the Taste.ie. Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and just before the break I was talking to entrepreneur Owen Sheehan about his business Country Munch and it was great to meet such a young entrepreneur with a thriving food business. If you're just tuning in now and you missed the start of the show, you can catch up on Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM when it's repeated on Wednesday mornings at 8am. The podcasts are available to listen to on SharonNoonan.com as well as iTunes and the podcast app and it's also on the taste.ie website. Now next up tonight we're going to the phone to talk to Ger Mullally about this year's Saver Kilkenny. It's on this bank holiday weekend and it's the 12th year so you can imagine the programme is diverse and dynamic for all the family to enjoy. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Ger, you're very welcome to the programme this evening and you're going to tell us all about Saver Kilkenny, which kicks off this Friday, the 25th of October and runs until next Monday, the bank holiday, which is the 29th of October. Like all food festivals, you have so much happening. Tell us about some of the highlights this year. Yeah, we have a large number of, um, I suppose, what we would call celebrity chefs, um, which we have every year. This year, for the first time, we have Kevin Thornton and J.P. McMahon. Um, JP has um, retained Michelin stars there in his Galway restaurants, which is fantastic. Uh, we have the usual, um, I suppose, um, people like Edward Hayden, um, Kevin Dundon, who have been, they've been there many years, Dominique Peaches Kemp, um, Rory O'Connell has been there a number of years, she's back again. We have Rosanna Davison back again, uh, she's been with us before. David Gillick was with us before, but he's coming for a very good event in relation to, um, I suppose, health and awareness and mental health and all of that in a, in a joint event with Brent Pope and the Hussies, Miriam and Jerry Hussey. And they're actually on Thursday night coming in um, Hotel for Kenny. So if you, if you looked up saverlkenny.com, you would look and perhaps be able to book that at this stage. So um, that event, I think, is part of this Saver wellness that we're looking more and more at. We have a number of events. In fact, the one that Rosanna Davidson is doing also on Thursday night coming, um, she is with France as well. France has recovered from cancer and she's really got into the whole area of nutrition about, the, you know, your getting your health right after illness and all of that. So we're, we're featuring that quite a lot because we feel it's good to get, um, I suppose, these subjects out and into the public and people get a chance to ask questions on the night. So it's a nice casual sort of a atmosphere at these events as well, giving people a chance maybe to ask you know questions that are relevant to themselves. So we would also have, um, I suppose, Adrian Martin, you know, Susan Boyle, Claire Clamambatu, Fuini uh, Fuelo, and she's into, again, the whole area of nutrition and that. Um, many, many more. Jenny, and Mal- Jenny Maltese and Tom Coleman, um, um, a number of those that are, I suppose, have, uh, they've been here before as well, you know. 
It's really interesting that you say about this theme, Savour Wellness, that you have this year, because this is the 12th year of Savour Kilkenny. And there was a time when a food festival basically consisted of a couple of cookery demonstrations and a lot of food producers selling their wares, which are both two very important elements of food festivals. But you must have seen lots of changes in the past 12 years. Like the the programme, there's so many diverse events on the programme. Yeah, I think it is, as I said already, about the Savour Wellness and, and that it, it draws people to it for education. So, you know, we have a great fun weekend on the Saturday and Sunday and we expect to have up to 40,000 people into Kenya. It's a lovely backdrop because it's in front of the castle and we're stretching either side of the castle up along the tree-lined road on the castle road and down into what we call the parade, which is in the main part of the Kenny. And it's it's that creates a nice atmosphere in itself. Thankfully, the weather looks like it's going to be good again. We've been very fortunate because we selected the October weekend, Sharon, because we felt there isn't any other food festival on. Most of them were held in the summer, early summer and summer. So we decided to go for this weekend and held it because really the Cork Jazz Festival and maybe one or two other events are the only events on this weekend. So we think that it's a good timing. And people, I suppose, maybe are into thinking about food as we move into the winter anyway. So it has worked out very well for us, thankfully, weather-wise, over the years. Um, so that market piece, as I say, is the fun piece about it. But we're into, I suppose, looking at what else we can do to, to you know, augment what we're doing. And the other part this year is that we are really conscious of the of the plastic waste and generally food waste and plastic waste. And we're looking at this whole area of, of compostable, um, I suppose, everything that is presented to people is in compostable containers, even down to we have a craft uh, um Bar, we have a craft beer bar and gin bar and all of that, and we're asking the people selling this year to have reusable glasses and that, so people can hold on to them and, and refill them and that. All of that, I think, you know, it's all very fine talking about this thing, but you must do something. So we're going to have education around that as well. And the county council in Kenny have been very helpful on this, and we have a little part of our. Um, a little marquee as well, trying to educate people, the young as well as the not so young, about uh, all of us becoming more responsible and acting rather than just talking about it. It's great to hear that the council is involved in the festival as well because collaboration is always really important whenever you're putting a festival of this magnitude together. And obviously sponsors then are very important also because that's where you get the, the financial support. Palace Foods, which is a company I'd be very familiar with because it's from my neck of the woods, has been supporting you from day one. They are involved in a taste trail, I believe. They are, and we're delighted because Palace um, have worked with us right from the start and they've been very loyal sponsors. And I know, you know, it's, it's a, a great um, Limerick founded company by the Geary Brothers and certainly uh, we would know the team there very well and their their representatives in this region. In fact, they have a couple of depots in, in this region as well. So, yeah, they're, they're popular with us um, and have been helpful from the beginning themselves and our local large food company Glandia here which has been extremely helpful but also we've got a number of others like Dawn Meats as well who are in this region and then people like Seamus O'Hara in the craft beer business who have started out and had his first little small tent with us uh, maybe 10 years ago or whatever and he has taken this whole pavilion area and brought in a number of other um, you know distilleries and breweries and craft beer and gin people in to work with him and present what we would call a really genuine sort of a, you know, I suppose local craft drinking experience, which is not just your your large brewery brewery um, 
sort of um, tense that you would see in other events. So that's great. Caulfield, of course, as well, who are in the super value piece. And, um, you know, all of those, KVC Bank, O'Hara's, um, VHI, local people. We have a number of people, I suppose, that are supporting us then in other ways, you know, through the local media and that, and also partners. We would have about, I suppose, uh, 50 different partners that we would be running events, restaurants, hotels, cafes, uh, all around the county running events over the four or five days leading up to uh, Monday. And, you know, they put on, I suppose, what they would see as specials for the whole week. Because we get a lot of people now, including journalists, bloggers like yourself, to Kilkenny to experience it. And as you know, we are the foodie destination of Ireland um, in 2018, just recently announced there in, in September. So we're proud of that. And we want to just display what the local people here can produce. So is there some medieval events taking place combined with food for people to enjoy? We have um, the Viking group of, of I suppose, performing uh, in Kilkenny Castle. And there's the day shift people. They, they come around <clears throat> to a number of events in, in living at the Arts Festival and different things. So we're delighted to have them there as well. And all of that thing is geared again towards towards children. We would be very much into providing um, a number of events that would focus on children. And in fact, if you look up saverkenny.com, you will see that, that there are a number of pieces around um, family and kids. There's yoga storytelling, there's ballet poulet, there's the Deshi medieval, as I say, the Viking life piece. We have a young producer's market, spooky slime factory, um, pumpkin patch pottery, loads of stuff like that, duck racing, fruit to the forest, treasure hunts, etc. And people like, in fact, you know, the likes of Kevin Thornton and people like that are not just coming down to stand and give a demo for an hour. Kevin is going to do, um, I suppose, foraging as well. And he has a wild food outing there on Sunday. So after his demo at 1.30, he'll finish at 2.30 and take people around uh, the castle grounds, there are 50 acres in the castle grounds and he'll be picking everything from blackberries to whatever else. So, you know, lots of tours like that. And um, I suppose we have out in the countryside then, we have other towns in Kilkenny, Sharon, which you may be aware of, like Tallinn and Castlecombe or Thomastown, smaller towns, but basically needing a lift up in general, like most rural Ireland. And we're proud to have events out there. We have something like um, Kyo's Bakery there in Callan, like making bread for... I suppose, 60, 70 years, and they're going to have demos as well and, and in their own premises. We have what we call, um, there's an old famine workhouse in Callan, and there is a huge famine bowl um, discovered there, a very sort of a one for that was feeding the masses, really. And we're going to have um, food created around that as well in Callan and make an event of it. So I suppose looking at a bit of history as well. With beekeeping and going around Kilkenny by bicycle, there is uh, what's called Trail Kilkenny, now well established, helped by leader and the county council over the last 10 years. And you can go to visit each one of those places that are food producers on their premises and see what they're doing. And that's being that's being organised as well over the weekend. This is a really impressive lineup. Now I'm looking at uh, your brochure, and at a glance section puts it all into into a really easy to read and follow format because there is so much happening. I love the way you have it sectioned up there. Saver stage, saver family and kids, because I think it is great to be able to identify. Okay, what are the the children? child-friendly, yeah. family-friendly events there. And then, of course, stuff for the grown-ups as well, the grape and grain. 
I mean, there's so much work goes in to putting an event like this on. You must have loads of people, loads of meetings, loads of talking, loads of emails. There must be a whole team of you there behind the scenes. Yeah, well, we have, believe it or not, we have a very, very small committee, only four or five on the committee, and we have a very good um, festival manager, Marion Flannery, who is uh, experienced in, in running business um, as well as running uh, festivals in, in the Kilkenny area. And we were lucky to get Marion about six, seven years ago, and she's running it and developing it. And I suppose we would think at this stage that we're creating a national profile with it, as I said earlier, because of the time of the year. But also, I think, you know, when people come here, they like what they see in the whole, I suppose, Kilkenny sort of ethos is, is, is sort of country and friendly, but yet um, we've got all the national people here and and international as well over over the years. We've brought people in, in from abroad. So, you know, I suppose we've got people over here from River Cottage and that and, and different places in, in the UK. So I suppose it is run by a small committee, but we have a lot of people who help on different events. I personally don't believe in having huge committees sitting around the table because it tends to become sometimes you know, too drawn out. So we, we prefer to work in, in sort of smaller teams and bring in people as we need them. And, you know, people are very, very responsive. A huge number of volunteers over the weekend um, help out as well. And they are all delighted to be involved in something. There's a feel-good factor, I think, sharing about something like this. And everybody, you know, likes being involved in something with, in connection with food. And, you know, it's about chatting and having conversation as well and that, isn't it? Absolutely. And of course, it's of immense economic benefit to the whole region. Yes, it is. <clears throat> I mean, it is, of course, because we have some large companies in the region as well. You know, primary producers, farmers are, I suppose, you know, going through a time when there's a lot of uncertainty, having had a very bad year this year, but also over a number of years, you know, people tend to think farmers might cry a bit. They don't cry because when you're open to the environment, and I have a background in farming myself, you are totally exposed there. You have huge investment in, in assets and, you know, working capital and stock and everything else. So, you know, any little thing that gives them a bit of pride is good because sometimes they might get a bit of wrong publicity, but when they come in and sort of, um, I suppose, see how their food is presented and what they're doing on the land is being respected, I suppose, for its authenticity. And, you know, it, 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 it's pure and, and coming from, you know, good land in the area. So we like to get the larger co-ops and, and people like that involved with it as well. And the farmers and board members and council members of those co-ops, they, they come in and they partake in different things. So I think that's important to have that whole link with, uh, see, a town like a county or a city, as we call it, but it's a town really, depends on, I suppose, the rural people to shop and farming stock and everybody else. When they get a few pounds or a few euros, they come and shop locally. For you personally, then, just to finish up, what are your personal highlights? What are the few events that you are just you're not going to miss, you're definitely going to be there to enjoy them. Yeah, well, I think certainly the, the Brent Pope, David Gillick, Miriam and Jerry Hussey event on Thursday night in Hotel Kenny is, is a must-see for anybody who has any interest in this whole piece about totality of what you're doing in your life in relation to what you're consuming and how that impacts on you. So that's going to be a great event. Uh, look it up and book it on Um Also on the same night, as I say, Rosanna Davidson and Francis Welch. I think that one is full now, but you could check it online anyway. I think that's with eventbrite.com. All of those other wellness events. One of the major highlights we have this year is the O'Connell family from Collahill in County Leash. Um, a large family, um, names like Dorina Allen, Rory O'Connell, um, Blonnet Berrigan, 
And then we have brothers, Patrick, and people like that as well in the family who are involved in food over the years, butchery and different things. Like Mrs. O'Connell um, lost her husband at a young age and she reared a great family who are innovators in Irish food. We're having, um, I suppose, you know, a recognition of what the O'Connell family has done in Irish food and we're having that in Kilkenny, even though they're from County Leash, just over the border in Cullhill, we've invited them up uh, to sit with us in Kilkenny and that event is going to be really brilliant and I'm really looking forward to that. One of our committee members is from County Leash and she drove that, so that was important. Well, congratulations to you and your team on putting together such an amazing programme. It really is very impressive. People, as you say, should go on to saverkilkenny.com. Some events probably need to be booked in advance, so preparation is key to getting the most out of these festivals, I think. And thanks so much for telling us all about it tonight. Thank you, Sharon. And I must say as well, that just to say that all of the demos, all these large checks, they're free. Those demos are free. So people, come <clears throat> come across to Kilkenny and you'll really enjoy it. OK, we welcome you here. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by thetaste.ie. Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and just before the break we got an insight into this week's Saver Kilkenny thanks to Jer Mullally. Visit saverkilkenny.com for all the details. And earlier in the programme Owen Sheehan told us about his business Country Munch which makes nutritious, tasty, wholesome dishes. If you'd like to catch up on Best Possible Taste, it's repeated on West Limerick 102 FM on Wednesday mornings at 8am. The podcasts are available to listen to on SharonNoonan.com as well as iTunes and the podcast app and it's also on the taste.ie website. And that brings us to the end of tonight's show. Thanks to my guests, Owen Sheehan and Jer Mullally. Thanks to you for listening and don't forget to get in touch with your food and drink news, recipes and events. Email me, s.noonan at live.ie. I'll be back next week, so until then, enjoy the bank holiday weekend and bon appétit. Thanks for listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by thetaste.ie. Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. To get in touch with the best possible taste, email Sharon at SharonNoonan.com or tweet Sharon at Queen of Org. As in, Queen of Organisation. Bon appétit.